Hello there, welcome to this Real Life Church podcast. My name is Josh DeGroat, and I want to thank you for joining us. In this podcast, we're making our way through the New City Catechism, which is a collection of 52 questions and answers with scripture for each question and answer. And uh, the New City Catechism really is a modern catechism put together, I think, in 2017 um, that uh, seeks to cover the whole range of orthodox foundational truths and doctrines of the Christian faith. It's a very, very helpful resource. One that I think, uh, I'm not saying this catechism in particular, but a catechism is a resource or a tool that I think uh, the church would benefit a lot from using again. You know, we live in a time when um, when feelings are more important than facts and, uh, and personal impressions uh, way heavier upon us than, than, than divine truth. And we need to get back to solid truth, especially in the age that we live in and uh, the time in which God has placed us. I've been struck by the, with the realization, uh, maybe in particular this week with question 14, at just what's at stake if we don't understand some of these truths? Uh, the, the domino effect, if we don't understand this truth, what else we will get wrong? And so um, this is vitally important. God wants us, not only wants us, commands us to be people of the truth and to contend for the truth um, as faithful servants of Christ. So today we're going to cover question 14. And question 14 asks this, did God create us unable to keep his law? And the, the answer is um, really important. Listen to the answer. It's, the answer is no. But because of the disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, all creation is fallen. We are all born in sin and guilt, corrupt in our nature, and unable to keep God's law. That's a really important answer. When you go through the creation account, one of the clear affirmations, Genesis 1, 2, Genesis 1 and 2, is that God created everything good, right? After each of the days of creation, it says God looked at what he made and said, it is good. Then after creating man in his own image, male and female, it says that God saw what he made and behold, it was very good. God created our first parents, Adam and Eve, upright, holy, capable of serving him and capable of obeying him. But Adam and Eve did not continue long in that innocent state. When given the choice of listening to and trusting the words of God, who made and loved them, or rebelling and listening to the serpent, they chose the latter. And the effects have been catastrophic. Adam and Eve fell into a state of guilt, corruption, and ultimately, ruin. And we see it right off the bat. After Adam and Eve sinned, it says God went through the garden looking for them, calling out for Adam. And what were they doing? They were hiding from him. All of humanity after Adam and Eve have been plunged into this same guilt and depravity and sin. This is what theologians call the doctrine of original sin. And we see its effects around us every single day, all around us every day. 
I think it was G.K. Chesterton who said that we have thousands of years of empirical evidence to back up the doctrine of original sin. And of course, he's exactly right. When you look at the history of the world, the sinful actions of men loom large. And here's an important point. Original sin does not just affect our actions, but it has infected us deep within. It has corrupted us to the core. In fact, our sinful actions come from this deep depravity. As Jesus put it, men love the darkness rather than the light. This actually shows the depth of the corruption. It's lodged deep within at the level of what we love. Apart from Christ, we love what is evil. And therefore, from Adam and Eve's sin to the present, every person has been born with this radical corruption. And here's the important part incapable of doing what pleases God, unable to keep his law, unable to obey his law. And those words, incapable and unable, are so important. It's not just that it's harder for people to obey God and please God with this corrupt nature. No, it is impossible. We are unable to please God. We are unable to obey his law. Romans 8 says, those who are in the, in the flesh cannot please God. That is a, a real cannot. It's an inability to please God. Of course, obeying his law is pleasing to him. We are unable to do that in our corrupt natures. Again, God did not create us with this inability. We have inherited it from Adam and Eve, our first parents, which means that this inability can only be cured by God. It's a real inability. We, we are incapable of rescuing ourselves, of changing our own hearts. Only God can rescue us from this perilous state. Only the miraculous work of the Holy Spirit in the new birth can give us a new heart with the law of God written on our minds and hearts, a heart that wants to obey God, a heart that seeks to obey God from new desires and new loves. Only the redeeming work of Christ can purchase this new life with a new heart and a new desire to love God and obey God through the power of the Holy Spirit. So let's review the question and answer again. Question 14, did God create us unable to keep his law? Answer, no. But because of the, the disobedience of our first parents, Adam and Eve, all of creation is fallen. We are all born in sin and guilt, corrupt in our nature, and unable to keep God's law. The scripture for question and answer 14 comes from Romans chapter 5, verse 12, which says, Therefore, just as sin came into the world through one man, and death through sin, and so death spread to all men because all sinned.